Hello, friends. Welcome back to the podcast. Before we get things started today, this episode is brought to you by From Within Records. By now, you all should have listened to the One Scene Unity comp. If you haven't, please hit pause, head over to Bandcamp, Spotify, or if you're subscribed to the Hardcore Caviar playlist, the Once in Unity comp took over, invaded the whole playlist. So many awesome bands. So please check out the compilation, support it, keep a lookout, vinyl's on the way. So thank you to From Within Records. On today's episode, we travel back up to the Bay. I can't escape the Bay Area. So many awesome people from up there, so many awesome bands. We were finally able to track down Cole. We've been chasing him for literally uh, over a year, and we finally made it happen. So shout out to Cole. He plays drums and jawstruck. They put out an awesome record last year called Peace Through Pain. Please support them. He also plays for a band called Scowl. They just put out, uh, last year they put out two records, uh, the demo, which was awesome. And then right after that, towards the end of the year, they put out Reality After Reality. Super awesome punk style hardcore if you're into that go check it out i'm into it and his newest band a band called spy they just put out their record called service weapon and they just put out tapes in the uk a super awesome band if you haven't head over to the band camp spotify check it out i was really stoked to be able to talk to cole such an awesome guy plays in so many awesome bands he's super busy so stoked that we were able to finally sit down and talk about the bands he was in or excuse me the bands that he's in and just the way that he's come up and the culture uh, up there in Northern California. So please strap in, enjoy this conversation. Without further ado, welcome Cole to the show. Welcome to the podcast, Cole. Thank you. How's the, how are you doing? Dude, I'm doing good. I feel like this is awesome. I'm like super stoked because I've been trying to have you on the podcast for the longest time and we've had, you know, scheduling conflicts in the past. And at some points I just thought it was never going to happen, but I'm just really happy that you were still down after like the fourth or fifth time I've asked you to come on the podcast. So thank you. Yeah, no, straight up. I, I yeah, no, dude, life gets in the fucking way, dude. You know, like, it, it's I've, I've been doing with a lot of stuff lately i'm still doing with stuff but i'm i'm very happy to be doing this i've it's something I, i've been wanting to do it and I'm, I'm glad that we're finally able to get together and do it you know yeah hell yeah so you play um in three bands right now that i know of uh jawstruck scowl and spy yeah actively um i have uh i was playing okay i have i technically i have a fourth band but it's kind of up in the air right now because um it's my indie band rip um we uh, we just finished recording something a couple months ago and we're we it's everything's kind of up in the air right now i don't think we're going to be continuing as rip so in a sense that band isn't anymore but there is something else there so i'd say three is is the proper number now right now though josh truck scout inspire or what i'm really doing right now Okay, hell yeah. And uh, all three really awesome bands. I, I guess we can kind of just start with Jawstruck. You guys, uh, well, 
technically everybody's been kind of inactive, but you guys put out a record. Uh, it was towards the end of 2019, uh, Peace Through Pain, which I thought was pretty awesome. But before we get there, if you can take it back to the very beginning, how you met everybody in the band, how you guys came together. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and thank you, by the way. I'm glad you like it. Um, yeah, no, we, uh, let's see. Um, the guitarist, Jake, Jake Black, um, I've actually been playing in bands with him since 2015. Um, he is the, uh, he's one of the original members of my first band, Backburner or Back X Burner, if you want to pronounce the X. Um, and so I've been playing with him, with him for five or so years. I met him through another person and that, uh, that went to high school with him and he just kind of joined the band and we've just kind of been jamming ever since he played in my band mentality as well. Um, and, uh, it was like summer of 2017, like early, like early summer, 2017, uh, he was already playing guitar with Josh Druck, uh, with, along with Malachi who plays bass, Chelsea, who sings and Kyle, who played guitar at the time. And, um, they kind of just had a rotation of members in Santa Cruz hardcore that helped them write the songs. Uh, but they like, they finally like had a, like a solid lineup, except for a drummer, uh, Sammy from Drain and Gulch was filling in on drums for a while. And, but he, he was just kind of helping them get it started. He didn't actually want to like, you know, uh, it wasn't something that he was really focused on. Um, but eventually, you know, like they were looking for an actual drummer and they're like, Oh, like, what about Cole? Like he kind of plays drums. And at the time I had played drums in one, two bands beforehand, um, both called, uh, break in and prowler, uh, both just little hardcore punk bands with my friend, Jose, um, my friend, uh, Eric, who sings in the band discourage. Um, and, uh, and so I, I, they knew I played drums. I wasn't amazing by any means, but, um, I, I played drums and they needed a drummer. And so one day they just hit me up. I was like, yeah, you know, like I'm not really doing anything else. Like backburners is done mentality isn't really doing anything because our uh because Hendrick who writes everything was in college at the time so I'm I was down to have another band I wasn't doing anything so yeah I joined uh a couple of weeks later we recorded the demo and um it's just kind of you know we've been taking things at our own pace since then uh you know done a few tours here and there um Jake is is always writing new stuff so like whenever we all have time to get together, we have new stuff that we can work on. Um, we haven't been able to do a whole lot with peace through pain. Unfortunately, we just got our records recently, which I am so stoked about. Um, it's really cool to finally have that, but sorry, I, I'm, I'm just like going on and on about this, but yeah, no, it's basically just started with that. They had me join the band. You needed a drummer and I could fill the part. And you know, that's just how we've been operating since then. <laughs> And you you guys put out the demo back in 2017, and mm-hmm. uh, since then, you know, 2018, you guys put out the EP. 2019, peace, yeah, peace yeah, through mm-hmm. pain, uh, and obviously 2020, this crazy year. Uh, was there a schedule to you know keep the train rolling with another release, or are you guys uh, you know still in the process of writing another record? Yeah, um, honestly, probably. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of hard to say because. Josh Strick's writing process has always been a little weird. Um, it's always kind of like, it's all, it's, it's the, the way the, the, the first EP, not the demo, but the first EP worked. And we kind of rushed into recording with that one because of, uh, we were, um, going to be putting it out on record. And so we kind of like had a deadline to meet and we didn't like, 
you know, we, we, we kind of rushed into like finished recording that and then, you know, stuff just didn't work out. Um, and, you know, in hindsight, I wish we could have like worked on that one a little bit more, but I'm still happy with it. I'm still, I still like it a lot. Uh, we took our time a lot more on Peace Through Pain. We had basically, I, I feel like we started writing that at the tail end of 2018. And um, so we, we, we took a lot more time on that. We really focused on like getting the songs down to exactly how we wanted them to be. And, um, you know, this year has been, it, obviously it's been very crazy, but everyone has been very busy with their own stuff. Um, Malachi has, obviously he has Scout with me. Uh, he has Lead Dream. Um, and he also is working a full-time job right now that kind of takes away from really him, him doing much of anything musically as of right now. Um, Chelsea is living in San Mateo about an hour and a half from the rest of us. Um, or only an hour. I'm actually not sure, but, um, you know, she's working all the time. She's, uh, she's spending a lot of time, uh, in LA as well. Um, and then, uh, Jake is also like, he's working like 10 hour shifts every single day. Um, he riffs when he can. And, uh, he actually, he sent us some stuff that he wrote last night. Um, but we haven't really worked on a whole lot of new Josh truck stuff lately. Um, I don't know that we will be seeing a Josh truck release by the end of the year. Um, because we, like, we haven't even really gotten together to really even work on anything, but, um, Hopefully soon, hopefully soon we can actually get together and jam because we've literally been talking about it for months now. And it's just, everyone's been way too busy, even like, you know, regardless of not playing shows or anything, just life, you know, <laughs> we're, we're all just, we have a lot of other stuff, stuff on our plate right now. So Peace Through Pain, you, you guys put it out uh, in October. Were there plans to mm -hmm. uh, do stuff this year with it? Because I, I also like the record. I, I think the title track goes pretty hard. I, I think that might be my favorite one off the record. Thank you. Um, yeah, no, definitely. We um, we had been talking a lot about doing more stuff this year. Um, obviously, we did that tour right after we released it back in November. We did um, the whole. We did a little bit of the Midwest. We did a little bit of the South. We did a little bit of the West Coast. Just a little like teaser. And we were um, there's definitely talks of doing something um, as a summer tour uh with another band or two uh from the midwest and uh where exactly it would have been i'm not sure um it might have been more in the uh more in the midwest it might have been another west coast tour um i don't think really got that far into like actually discussing it um because i i, I believe we're like in the middle of talking about it with the other band we would have done it with but uh then everything happened and we're like oh well you know kind of pointless to plan anything now i guess we can just you know take it easy and see what happens and obviously nothing's happening so um yeah we definitely would have been we we definitely would have been doing a lot more but it's definitely been very much so on hold okay and i, I noticed with uh jostruck scowl and spy you guys all recorded with uh charles toshio mm -hmm. I was just uh, curious, uh, you know, obviously I, I assume you guys have, uh, you know, a nice relationship with him since you've been going back with, you know, multiple bands. Can you talk about what that experience is like recording at Panda Studios? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Charles is the boy. I am a huge fan of Charles Toshio. He's a very good friend of all of ours. Um, every single time we get to record with him is a very pleasant experience and it's very it's awesome to get to record with someone who's not only like very knowledgeable 
um, and very much so looking out for your best interest, but is also like your friend and like, you know, when he does offer constructive criticism, it doesn't come in a way that can be like, you know, degrading or uh, condescending or anything. You, you know, he's truly looking out for you. And cause he, you know, his name's attached to it too. He wants it to sound just as good as you want it to sound good. Um, and, um, you know, he's definitely, he definitely helps play the role of producer and whatnot. He like, if we usually we come into the studio with completely written songs, but he says, you'll be like, Oh, like, you know, what if you did it like this, this might sound a little better, you know, just a little couple dynamic differences. And it does, it really does make a difference. And, you know, having him play that role with us in every single band I've ever been in that's recorded with him is, I, I want to say pivotal, like a huge shout out to Charles Toshio. He is the man. Shout out to No Right because he also plays guitar in No Right and records all of No Right stuff. Um, recording at Panda with him is kind of it's kind of surreal. I, I can't lie. Um, the only the last few times that I've been there um, has uh, Sam Pura also been there, and I finally got to meet him and actually talk to him. And you know, I've been recording at Panda for three years now, and it's like every single time it's still such a treat to be there. It's still so insane to like walk in there and be like, dang, like, like records that people will look back on in like 20, even people records that people look back on now, but like in 20 years, people will look back on like all the stores so far as catalog catalog and like, you know, some of basements and, uh, you know, saber zombie, um, fucking heavy heavy low low every other band that's recorded there they'll look back and like dang like you know like these are like classic timeless records and like it was recorded here like right in fremont california at panda studios and it's like getting to be there it's it's a really cool thing you know walking in and seeing like the story so far gold record on the wall and like getting to talk to Stampira about his like experiences like recording with these bands it's like not to be like you know a fanboy or anything but it's like you know, it's like these are big professional bands that like we certainly look up to and I enjoy their music. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of it, it's definitely it, it's crazy being there, but it's it's awesome. And I wouldn't want to record anywhere else. It's the coolest thing in the world. Sometimes I feel like in those situations, you kind of uh, just ha- have to take those opportunities and just kind of give someone their roses, even though you might come off as a fanboy. Because I'm sure they're stoked yeah. on hearing that somebody out there actually appreciates what they're working on. So, um, you know, and it's not every day that uh, people just walk into that studio to record music. So the fact that you're there in that position and, you know, th- these like prominent people are there as well. I feel like, you know, I'm, it's like fine to a certain extent, as long as you're not getting weird about it. You can just go up and talk yeah. to them like a normal person. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, like the last, um, all the last couple times we were there. Um, I mean, I guess, I, I guess it'd be okay if I, I mean, it's not like it's my business to talk about, but the last few times we were there, he was working on the new, uh, the new hundredth LP. And, um, I remember one of the times we walked in there and we were talking about it and I kind of looked over in the corner at one of the computers and he just said Chadwick from hundredth, just like on FaceTime there. And I was like, Oh shit. Like, yo, like I'm actually in the middle of this. Like he's like doing, he's like, helping like mix and master and produce this album and like this like big band that is like you know a lot of people look up to i I like the newer stuff too i I think it's really cool um so it's definitely it's 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 easy it's easy to be starstruck for sure but like yeah no as long as you're not like weird with them or anything it's just they're at the end of the day they're just another human being you know there's no reason to treat them any differently and no it's just cool to hear stuff from their perspective and stuff from you know how they actually like lived it, you know, it's cool. 
I think back to the one and only time I ever recorded music with a band. I was uh, just at home hanging out. I didn't even know we got studio time. I, I just got a call mm. like, yo, like you have to get here. We're <laughs> like on a crunch and we just got to record these four songs. And I'm just like, all right, what the hell? Like, sure. In the middle of like, my right. day, <laughs> no plans. I've never done this before. Like no coaching, like whatever. Like I'll walk into it blindly. And I remember yeah. walking up to the spot and one of the uh, guys who works there is outside and he looks at me and the first thing he tells me, he's like, Hey, you were going to beat me up one time. And I'm just dumbfounded. I had no idea who this guy was. I just thought he was just some person working there. And he had to like jog <laughs> my memory of this event where we almost got in a fight. And I just apologized. Cause I was like, dude, like, you know, I apologize. I was like a hothead back then. Like, I didn't mean it. I'm sorry if I came off as a dick, yeah. but I'm just like, you know, I apologize. And now that's running through my head. I'm like, shit, now I'm at this guy's place who I guess I almost got in a fight with. And now he has to record my band. And I was like, all right, this is weird. So like that kind of threw off the vibes and then getting into the studio and, um, you know, the recording booth and not have ever done anything like that before. Never like, you know, really been in front of a mic. It was just so like nerve wracking and you know people yelling at me like your timing's Insanely off you got to do it again yeah absolutely yeah so i was like damn and you know, like hearing you talk about like how comfortable and you know you've been there for years i was like man if i had that i feel like i, I you know it'd be like a way better experience than like what i walked into like way back then but yeah no absolutely. i mean there's certainly times where it's still nerve wracking like there's certainly times where like you know i feel confident in myself and i think i have the songs down but then i get in the studio and like i get in my head and i start recording and then I fuck up once and I fuck up again and again and again. I'm like, God fucking damn it. Like, I'm not actually going to get this shit. And, you know, recording, like a lot of people will say recording fucking sucks because like, it's like you, you have to be perfect. You have to play it to like a very specific, like perfect key. And if you don't do it, you just got to redo it and you got to do it until you get it right. And when, when you're playing live, it's definitely not that case. You know, it's like, if you make a tiny little mistake here and there people aren't going to notice it's not that big of a deal but it's like it's certainly nerve-wracking to like have to have that like perfection you know and even as I, I somewhat of a perfectionist myself I'm like a little harder on myself so like there are even times where like, I'll record stuff and everyone's like that sounded great I'm like no that's not fucking right I gotta do it again and yeah it's 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 a difficult situation but I mean I think definitely being there in that room with Toshio does make it a little bit easier just because it does like he's very helpful in that situation it does ease my mind a little bit so again one more time shout out to charles tosio <laughs> and uh last thing you mentioned that you just got your vinyl in like not too long ago which is uh, pretty crazy mm -hmm. to think about uh, why did it take so long because I, I saw on your guys' twitter that you mentioned that they were like you know up on the rev website yeah um that's i wish i knew to be honest with you i, I i'm not sure why they took so long um uh, I'm assuming it was issues with the plant because it took even a long time for um, the record label Blind Rage to get them at all. Um, because, I mean, he hit us up to do the record to even put it out before we even recorded it. Like before it was even fully written, he hit us up on Instagram was like, hey, if you guys are doing more music, I want to put it out. And we were like, hell yeah, let's do that. Um, you know, we told him like we're recording soon and we'll send it to you as soon as we have it. We'll send you all the art and everything. And that was, I was at the, that was at the tail end of 2019. And, um, yeah, we only just got it. I want to say a month ago or so. And, um, yeah, I, I really can't tell you why it took so long. Um, I mean, I, I'm not bummed about it. You know, the fact that I have it at all is like, that's 
a life goal for me having like I've had obviously I've put music out on tape and whatnot but like having an actual like vinyl record of my music is definitely a bucket list item regardless of how long it takes and like I'm I'm just stoked to have it honestly I'm I'm and like the fact that like Rev posted it and it's on their like distro it's a really cool feeling I can't lie um and uh Spies got our seven inch coming out really soon too. We just announced that recently, um, which I'm also very hyped about to live a lie is, um, is putting that out. Uh, Creative destructor is getting some exclusive copies as well. Um, I might have one more uh, record uh, coming out, which actually that reminds me, I'm, I'm, that's technically a fifth band that I'm, I'm kind of in, but it's like a little low key. Um, I might have a fifth record coming up by the end of the year too. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I'm just, I'm I'm humbled. It, it's a really cool feeling to have it finally. And now that I have it, I just want to do more. <laughs> so I, I'm curious about Scowl. I, I think yeah, I think that band's awesome. I, I know, I've talked to Malachi about it. Um, you know, behind the scenes, uh, mm-hmm. you know, his time, you know, playing guitar and writing music for that band. Um, and it was definitely cool to hear like you know his process and his thoughts about the band. But I was curious about um, you know how you guys decided to start this band. Yeah. Um. So that started in the beginning of 2019, actually. Yeah, it was the, it was the, it was the beginning of last year. Like I want to say exactly when I'm not sure, maybe it was around like March of 2019 or so, but, um, Kat, our friend, um, who's the singer of Scout, uh, she really wanted to be in a band and she really wanted to sing in the band. And Malachi was like, okay, well, you know, I love negative approach and I love, um, you know, I love playing punk music. Like, let's let's make a hardcore punk album. And she loves punk music. I love punk music. Like, let's just make a punk record. And so we were, made a punk demo. He had just picked up guitar, like, in January of 2019. He's been playing bass for a while because he plays in Jawstruck, obviously. But, like, actually, like, guitar playing and writing and whatnot, that was very brand new to him. And so that the demo is literally the first songs he's ever written, ever. Like, um, uh, Roots. The second song in the demo um, is his the first song that he's ever written on guitar ever. So like the fact that he picked it up so quick is really awesome. Um, and you know he knows that I'm down to play drums. I just love playing music. Um, so he hit me up. I said, of course. We didn't have a bass player yet. Uh, we had a couple of people fill in for a while. Uh, Tim from uh, Drain. Uh, he was also he played bass and culture at the time as well. Um, he filled in for the first few shows. Uh, Jarrett, who plays bass in uh, Led Dream, played bass for um, the tour that we did with Absence of Mind. Um, Hunter from Absence of Mind also filled in on bass for us for a show. And eventually um, we had our friend Bailey um, join in on bass. And uh, we had known Bailey for a little while. Um, they had they worked at a coffee shop in Santa Cruz, but they're from San Jose. And um, we'd see them at shows every once in a while. And, you know, it was a coffee shop that at least I frequent, frequented pretty often. And so it's, you know, we'd always come in and I'd see Billy wearing like a, a vintage obituary shirt. And, you know, we'd all come in looking like hardcore kids and we're like, yo, like, what the fuck? Like, what's up? How's it going? And we just like get talking and we became like really good friends. Like very shortly after that, found out that Bailey played bass and Malachi was like, well, what if we had Bailey play bass? I'm like, I think that's the best idea we can possibly have. And Bailey's been in the band since i want to say june of last year and uh it's that I, I, there's no looking back it's it's a perfect lineup and uh very shortly after we recorded the demo we wrote 
reality after reality, um, recorded that very quickly and uh, got that out. And I'm super and that that was one of the albums I've done in my life for like when I put it out, I was like, this is really cool. Like, I'm, I'm proud of this. It's cool. And I like it. And it wasn't until like a couple months ago that I've like finally revisited it. I'm like, no, like, I'm actually really proud of this. Like, not that I wasn't proud of it before. But like listening to it again, I'm like, dang, like we really did that, didn't we? Like, this is really cool. Um, and, um, you know, we're uh, we're working on new stuff. Um, we had a lot. Scout had a lot of plans to do stuff this year and next year. Um, we by now we would have already done another tour on top of the one we did with punitive damage um, at the very uh end of when literally like the day after we finished that tour they announced lockdown um and uh you know punitive damage has members of canada they from canada they almost couldn't even go home um and uh yeah we would have already finished another tour by now um we would already be you know probably announcing another tour for january or so uh scout had a lot of plans but um you know we're still we, we haven't been super active on social media at all um, as of right now, but we have a lot of stuff under wraps right now. There's a lot of stuff that we have planned. There's a lot of stuff we're talking about that people will find out about soon enough. I guess I'm when exactly, I'm not sure uh, we need to get together and talk about everything more and like see exactly what we want to do. But like, we've got, we, we've got stuff going on definitely. <laughs> and uh, I'm just happy. Scowls definitely might be my favorite band I've ever been in. It's just like, it actually challenges me and it it's the most fun I've ever had in a band. I, I love Scowl. And you mentioned that uh, tour that you did with Punitive Damage. Uh, Change was also mm-hmm. on part of that run as well, right? Wait, who was? Oh, yeah, yeah. Change and uh, Berthold City. Yeah, they played the uh, the first three dates of that tour because um, it was Change's record release weekend. Um, and uh, that was Berthold City. It was always like with uh them on that release weekend and we happen to be playing the exact same dates in the exact same cities as them that weekend so it's like well let's just put it together of course um and uh yeah that was awesome getting to even just three shows with all of those guys was really cool like i've never really spent a whole lot of time with any of them but they're all the nicest people and they're all fucking sick musicians and you know it was really cool. The change is all awesome dudes. Berthold city is all awesome dudes. Um, yeah, that was really cool to get to play those shows with them. I didn't, I didn't even know it. I, I didn't even know that was happening until it was announced. Like one morning I woke up and I saw a flyer. It was like change Berthold city, uh, punitive damage and scow. I'm like, what? Okay. Sounds sick. I'm down. That's cool. Fuck it. It was really funny. Um, yeah, I'm hyped that that got that, that happened. And that was, you know, one of the last shows we played before quarantine happened. Yeah. I remember when that got announced, I, I hit up Malachi. Uh, I was trying to convince him to let me go on that little run. The, well, just the dates with uh, change in Berthold cities. I was like, dude, this is insane. Cause uh, I, yeah. I, I think all the bands are awesome and just to get it all in like one package. And I, I enjoy scowl. So I, I was trying to see how we could work it out, but um, obviously it didn't work out because I wasn't there, but I, yeah, I, I thought that run was like super sick. All, all those bands are awesome. Yeah, no, that would have honestly. I actually, I've been trying. I have been trying to like get someone else to come with us on tour. Um, you know, just to, just to come with us. Um, but that was I've never shared a van with another band. Um, and that was yeah, like you, we didn't even fit in that van. Like it was, it was a, uh, 
there was nine of us packed into a 15 passenger with all of our luggage and all of our gear. We didn't have a trailer. It was a little uncomfortable, so but it was it was still a ton of fun, and I wouldn't trade it for the world. Um, yeah, it was a very packed van, and we couldn't have fit another person if we even if we wanted to. <laughs> I'm trying to remember. Uh, did you guys uh, drive down to play Arizona? You guys were on a run. Yeah, um, that was the that was the one we did with um with uh absence of mind, um, and that was uh that was the absence of mind release weekend for um. Uh, for their album um oh my god why is it playing? it's skipping my mind right now John, smile um, yeah smile what uh smile aren't you I, I fucking i love that album why i'm forgetting the name i don't remember right now but um yeah smile the, the album is so fucking good um led dream was supposed to do the weekend with them mm-hmm. and uh very last minute uh dirt couldn't get work off and uh and so we were like well scouts available you know we can do it and so we just put Scowl on the tour instead and uh, Led Dream got to play uh, the last two dates, the the Southern California show and the Santa Cruz show. Uh, but we played Bakersfield, Arizona, uh, Southern California and uh, Santa Cruz all with absence of mind on that weekend. Um, yeah, that was that was awesome. That was um, one of the first times in a very long time that I have actually I got to play Arizona and it was um, it was sick. I'm, I'm happy that we got to do that. Even like so that was like also right after we released the demo to like we barely like i think we had played a show maybe and then was like okay we're going to on going going on tour like let's go which is that's exactly how i want a band to operate it's just like i mean it's like i mean like put out the first release like okay now we're on tour let's go like yeah i love it it's sick <laughs> hell yeah and just get out there just be super active but that's pretty cool because it, it, it seems like you guys have been getting like a good reception when it comes to Scal because I've seen you know the, the merch selling out online, the tape sold out, and uh, you know people always showing up. So I, I, I think it's pretty cool what you guys have going on with that band. Thank you. Yeah, no, it's really awesome. Um, it's definitely you know I feel like it's definitely the um, the it's a result of the hard work that we've put on, put in, in our short time as a band. Like we've literally been a band for like a little over a year now. And we've already done like more tours than any other band I've ever been in. And, you know, constantly like putting out like consistent releases and like putting out like consistent merch and like actually having like an image and like a, like a, almost like a branding for ourselves. So it's like, yeah, no, it's, I'm very happy with how the reception has been so far. And, um, I'm definitely bummed that, you know, we can't really build that a whole lot more right now because of what's going on. But um, I know as soon as we can actually do stuff again, it, it's just going to pick up right where it left off. Yeah. Getting two releases in one year, I, I think it's awesome. And also, uh, there's always like that risk of, uh, you know, like oversaturation. Uh, but, mm-hmm. but I feel like w- you guys spread it out pretty well with, um, both releases, like kind of like one, like it was like during like the springtime and then the other, like, you know, like fall. So like kind of like the beginning and the end of the year, which I, I, I think yeah. is cool. So I'm, I'm definitely stoked to see what you guys do in the future. And obviously, uh, you know, hopefully get more active and, you know, get shows rolling again and see you guys somewhere out there on the road. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, we already have, you know, we've got new music that we worked on. And, uh, we've got, uh, we've got more stuff to put out and, um, I think we're just really waiting for the right time to do it. Um, and, uh, I think that, you know, it's been, it's already been, it's been almost a 
a year now since we released reality after reality. I think we released it in November of last year. Um, and, uh, you know, I think, uh, I think people, I think people, I think the new stuff we have will be worth the wait for sure. Even though, you know, like you said, it, it was cool to get to do two releases in one year. Um, I think, I think the new stuff we have will be worth the wait that people, you know, have been enduring. <laughs> and so I'm curious about Spy. I, I'm not sure. Mm-hmm. Do you play drums in Spy as well? I do. Yeah. I play okay. drums in Spy as well. Okay. So you're just a dedicated drummer up there. Yeah, though that's uh you know, drummers are very few and far between. There's not many of us in Bay Area, in the Bay Area, uh even specifically Santa Cruz. Um I know I'm like I'm definitely one of the resident drummers of the area. Um and yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I'm just I'm drumming in that one as well. <laughs> okay, so I I'm, I'm just curious. You guys uh, had the artwork done by a guy named Kane Cox. Uh, yep. I, I was curious why you guys decided on that because I've looked at his Instagram. I, I've seen his work, and he definitely has uh, like a, a pretty interesting style. I'm definitely into what he did for you guys' artwork, and mm-hmm. I, I like that he designed the the logo that you guys were using. Yeah, no, um, he is awesome. Kane is also he's just another one of those dudes who's just the boy. Like I, I love him. Um, I got to meet him uh, when Josh Strike played in Colorado last year. Uh, he did our flyer and he was at the show um, and I, I had never met him before, but we, we got to hung, hang out with him for a little bit at the show. He's super sweet dude. Super nice. Um, he's also really good friends with that band wide man who just released a new EP, which is mm-hmm. also bomb as fuck. Super good was released through bad mouth recordings, um, which is also an awesome label, but um, he came through with wide man um, earlier this year and uh, we got to hang out with him again uh peter who is the singer of spy um he has known kane for a long while um and you know we're all fans of kane's artwork we think he's a really good artist and i mean i i personally i love his stuff um and uh he's done a scout shirt as well um and you know it was just kind of felt like he was the right guy to go with um we had like considered a few other artists um but i think kane was like every single time we're like no like you know, Kane is the guy like Kane needs to do this. And he has been very, he literally, he nailed it right on the mark. He nailed exactly what we were going for. Like, I think something that's really big for me, which I actually talked with Bailey from Scowl uh, about is I love when the album art actually matches how the music sounds, you know, like if you think of how this music sounds like in a visual representation, and then you look at the album art, it's, it just makes it that much better. And I think Kane did that with the spy release. Um, I'm yeah, no, it's just, we're just all huge fans of Kane's and uh, we knew that he could do the, do a good job and he nailed it. And I love him. He's a sick dude. Shout out to Kane Cox. <laughs> and you guys released this like early July. How long have you guys been working mm-hmm. on the demo? Um, We had, started writing it in i think february mm-hmm. um uh peter hit me up uh because he's uh i met him through uh my good friend casey who he's dating um and uh i just we clicked just immediately you know he's just immediately like we just started talking we met at a show we're like oh like we're we're friends like this, this is this is sick um and he he was like yo like i have these riffs and I really want to, you know, I want to try to jam them out. I want to try to record them. And he sent them to me and I listened and I was like, yo, like, this is sick. Like, yeah, like, let's jam, like, uh, let's get something going. And so him and I met up and we just jammed out all the songs in one take. 
um, got all the like kind of just got the bare bones skeletons of the songs. We're like, this is sick. Like, this is cool. Let's get other people in the band. And that's when we had our friend Cody join in on guitar and our friend Vince uh, join in on bass. And, um, you know, we had practiced a few times leading up until I want to say the beginning of March. And um, then I had to go on the scout tour and then quarantine happened. So we kind of were like, oh shit, like we can't really meet up right now. So let's just kind of take it easy. Um, but we had, we already had a recording day set in May and you know, that day was quickly approaching. We're like, oh shit, like uh, we got to make sure that we know this. So we got together again, we practiced it a couple times. Then we went and recorded the whole thing. Uh, in one day I recorded all the drums and just for, you know, the safety of quarantine and like trying to keep the amount of people in that small room down to a minimum. Uh, it was just me and Peter. Peter recorded all the guitar and the bass and the vocals. Um, and I did the drums and um, we had, we had it like we had the final files for that EP. I want to say like by like mid to late May, like we, we were like ready to release it, but that was also around the time that the protests started happening. And, um, you know, as you can probably tell from the, the lyrical content of the EP, uh, we're obviously very in support of the protests and everything that's going on. Um, we're very, and every single shirt that we've been putting out, um, we've donated all the proceeds to different charities. Um, and, uh, you know, we didn't really want people to think that we were taking advantage of the situation. We didn't want people to like, we didn't want to really sit and be like, Oh, like we see that you guys are all like in support of this and you guys are all protesting what's going on right now. Uh, here's some music to listen to. That's about that. It's like, no, that's, that's not what it's about. Like this, this music came even before all of this was happening. And uh, you know, we just, you know, we didn't want to take, we, we didn't want people to seem like we were taking advantage of this and which, you know, cause that's not what we want to do. And uh, so we finally released in the beginning of July. Yeah. Yeah. It was July 7th. If I remember correctly. Um, and uh, yeah, no, we had been sitting on it for like a couple months and um, I, I was just so eager to put it out and I'm glad that we did. And the reception to it has been like way beyond the expectations. Um, I knew that the music was cool and I liked it a lot. Um, I actually uh, recently, some people were doing that Instagram challenge where they were posting their, uh, their on repeat playlists of like stuff they've been listening to lately. And I couldn't post mine because the spy demo was all across the fucking release. So I, I was like, Oh, like I don't want people to know I'm listening to my own band, but like, dude, I'm proud of it. Like, I think it sounds really good. And I think we nailed it. And I, I'm, I'm just stoked that people like it so much, you know, it's, it's, it's really cool. It's awesome. I, I think it's important uh, and, and uh, you know, kind of sad that, uh, you know, you mentioned that you um, had these songs written before this, uh, you know, uh, whole like, you know, crazy incident of all these protests um, mm -hmm. uh, broke out and it, it sucks that, uh, we haven't seen, um, major changes, obviously. Um, and I was talking about how there's like, you know, wins here and there, but, uh, hopefully all this stuff will add up to a bigger change in, in the coming future. Um, but, but I, I think it's cool that you guys are, uh, you know, doing the music, speaking out because, uh, it, it's you know hard to kind of put yourself out there to, you know, stand against it uh, publicly because it's easy for people to have a stance and not really, you know, plant their flag and, you know, take a side. So the fact that you guys are willing to do that publicly, I, I think is awesome. And the fact that you're also willing to take that extra step to put out merch and actually donate the money. 
because you could easily just put out the music cool this is where we stand but the fact that you guys still want to um, help out and uh, still try to make change i i think it's really awesome that you guys decided to do that thank you yeah no absolutely i mean like you know it's definitely like we're not trying to cosplay anything where that's like that's you know it's we don't want we're not taking advantage of what's going on. We're not like, it's like we easily could have put out those shirts and been like, Oh cool. We just made like, you know, so much money off of these shirts. That's cool. Let's just keep making money off of this like situation that people are, this like dire situation in these times that people are relating to because we're all fucking living through it. Like we easily could have done that, but like, you know, that's not what we're about. That's not what the music's about. And that's not what we're about personally. Like, there are people who need help way more than we do. Like there are people who are in much more dire situations than we are. And, you know, we want to do everything we possibly can to try to help out. Um, and, uh, you know, like you said, uh, it's easy for people to just kind of like, you know, the fact that people are speaking out about this and like, are actually like taking a stand and like showing people like where they stand and what they feel is awesome. I mean, I think a perfect example of that is, you know, one of the biggest bands in hardcore right now, Knocked Loose. They did that, uh, they did that uh, collab shirt with Dying Wish. Um, and I remember, like, you can probably still go back on their Instagram and see it. I remember when they posted about it, their comments on Instagram were literally just flooded with people being like, wow, like, enemies in blue, like, who are you going to call? And blah, 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 blah. It's like, dude, like, like i'm sure like a lot of people like a lot of like just mainstream kind of like metal fans and people who go to quote-unquote concerts once and twice a year like a lot of people saw that and were like what the fuck like i didn't know this band was about that and blah 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 and knocked stood their fucking ground and that's you know i commend them for that like that's it true that it shows that they're you know they're truly about it and like they're like it's the same thing like they're like they're not backing down like no like this is what we believe and if you don't believe it then either educate yourself or go fuck yourself you know and you know i i fully believe that you know i I, that's exactly how i feel as well and yeah you just can't back away from the situation right now it's you know it's whether it's directly affecting you or not i mean as someone who is a you know a middle-class white person obviously not all of it affects me personally by you know i need to do whatever i can and i need to use my own privilege to you know help those who are help those who are in of reality that we live in you know it was strange i feel like everyone else in spy feels the exact same way i i remember that knock loose post and i i remember just uh sifting through the comments just because i I remember people making such a big deal about how uh there were so many uh you know people you know from their fan base that were upset at that t-shirt and it was just so strange uh like seeing so many people upset talking about how they just lost a fan and just thinking about how (laughs) those those people uh, could be fans of hardcore or the fact that they're a part of the community was just so strange to me like obviously like i don't expect this all to be all on the same side because that would just be weird but obviously like we all have our own stances and point of view but it, it was just so weird in this situation to see people take the side of the police and try to stand up for him. Uh, yeah. It's like, dude, what do you think you're getting into? Like, what do you think hardcore is like, what did you expect? Like this is it, hardcore was literally born on this. Like hardcore was literally born to go against the grain and go against the fucking, you know, 
the white supremacist ideals that our country was built upon and like you like like the like some of the first punk and hardcore bands were all like anti-reagan who was like you know fucking you know sending drugs into like fucking like underfunded neighborhoods and like criminalizing people of color and like yeah no dude it's like we were it was born on this and we're literally just still living through it like what the fuck did you expect like come on that's ridiculous people people never cease to amaze me (laughs) yeah i I feel like a lot of times in those situations i just gotta kind of let people kind of just like expose themselves and kind of find their own way out if that makes sense yeah absolutely i feel like you know there's been a lot of stuff in quarantine that has i mean not just not just like you know this situation alone but like you know at just the last few months like you know people have really been showing the true colors and like people are kind of waiting themselves out it's like good we don't have to do the work then like that's fine you you can you can go as you please like we don't we don't want to have to deal with that like if you're about it then you're about it and if you're not then we don't need you like you know hard like as corny as it is to say like hardcore realistically it's you know it it is a lifestyle it's like you it's a certain set of beliefs that you like live by and you hold yourself to and you know if you're not about it then we don't need you you're just you're you're holding us back and another thing that i thought was crazy was there was that whole wave of people getting called out for uh Mm -hmm. just you know getting me too and i I was just so surprised because uh hold on my mic's Hello. Are you good? Hold on. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Sorry. Technical difficulties. I need a new headset. Um, but it, it was just crazy seeing so many people get called out. Uh, luckily, I was just like, okay. I was like, I'm not surprised that um, nobody that I um, am, you know, uh, you know, close friends with got called out because I, I try to and hope that everybody around me is, uh, you know, good people and try to treat everybody with respect. So yeah. just seeing so many people get called out and bands getting canceled and just i was just like dude this is so insane and obviously it's not just exclusive to our community that shit happens everywhere else but it was just so weird seeing um and and even like yeah. um obviously like i i, I um, kind of looked into it because it was just hard to escape but just reading like some of the screenshots and just the messages people were sending and i was like dude that's insane that uh, people are that comfortable to send crazy stuff like that through like text or dms and think it's okay it's just, yeah. it's, it's just so strange to me Dude, it's 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 truly mind blowing. I mean, it definitely it makes sense why all of that was happening at the same time as everything else that's happening. Um, I mean, and like you like you had mentioned briefly, it's not just the hardcore community; it's it's literally everywhere. I mean, I know people who are involved in the EDM scene, and it was was the same exact same way. It was like it, like I was like, yo, like is there like a basically like a, a mass like like are there a lot of people like getting dealt with right now like yeah like you know it's kind of crazy that like everyone's kind of getting exposed right now but at the same time it 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 makes sense you know we're in a time of you know where people want justice to be served and like it's it's the it's like you know weeding the people out that we don't really they're holding us back and that don't uphold the values that the rest of the scene does and should uphold and um you know there's I believe there are there are good and bad things to the concept of call out culture. Um, you know, it's it's definitely an, an interesting area. It's uh, you know, I don't uh, 
you know, not to go too into detail on it, but I, I do believe that, you know, there are times where maybe it is a little extreme and that's not saying like, you know, if people do bad things that they shouldn't be held accountable because they a hundred percent should, I believe, you know, anyone who does something to wrong another person should be held accountable. But, you know, there are a lot of times where it's just kind of like, it, it's kind of seemed like, Oh, like, well, you get one strike and then you're done. It's like, well, you know, people can learn from their mistakes and like not everything that people like that people are like, you know, being austro like being attacked like people are being come out for are like you know the worst things in the world um and i feel like you know i agree people should be held accountable people should like know that they've done wrong and people should right their wrongs and people should be able to be hey like i recognize that i've made a mistake and um you know here's what i've done to you know learn from that mistake and here's what i will continue to do to you know make sure that people feel safe with me as a member of their community and i support that that's awesome and that has happened in the past i know the um but um you know i i i do agree that like a lot of the people who are being dealt with you know they should be held uh, accountable for their actions and uh it's just weird times you know it's uh people want to see justice and people want to see the right things happen. And I, I believe we're all owed that. I believe that, you know, that's very important. And uh, I don't know. I'm just kind of, I'm just kind of talking myself in circles right now. I don't yeah. know. No, I, 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 I definitely crazy. get, I, I get what you're saying. Like, uh, I, I feel like there's just uh, so many levels to uh, this whole thing with people getting canceled. Cause obviously not every situation is the same. And I do feel like there should be some sort of road yeah. to re redemption for people who make mistakes because not everybody's perfect. Uh, everybody's made mistakes. I've made mistakes. Uh, so it's uh, for people to expect everyone to be perfect. Like It's just like, I think unrealistic. Uh, but obviously, like I said, there are. 100%. Yeah. Cause it's, it's literally like the whole situation where it's like, yo, like um, those who have glass houses, you know, it's like, like cast the first stone like whoever is like not made a i know i'm like completely misquoting that because i'm like <laughs> i'm i'm really I'm, I'm sweaty right now i'm a little warm but um no exactly yeah it's like yo like we've all no one's perfect like there's no way that anyone can be held like to the standard that some people want people to be held at for sure you could uh sift through tweets uh you know take things out of context you know call up any of my exes uh the majority of them will say awesome things hopefully maybe but uh, yeah <laughs> if you dig deep enough you can find what you're looking for but uh but definitely uh people should be held accountable uh, nobody should feel unsafe uh and I, I just think there should be some sort of road to redemption um but obviously there are instances where it is fuck you forever like go away never come back but yeah, yeah. It, it's just um just it, it just needs to be like a, a actual conversation instead of just the pylons where people are just like yep he's canceled get him out of here it's just like okay like we got to just take a breather and not be so quick to to call people out because you know uh, sometimes it's just not the right thing to do yeah no i absolutely agree yeah 100 percent. okay so we covered all your bands which i i think are awesome but I, i've been following you on uh, twitter and instagram for a while and i know that you are uh, a fan of fallout boy so huge fan yes yeah which i think is awesome and i'll, I'll and i've talked about this plenty of times before in the podcast but i'll never forgive my mom uh for not letting me go to the tour they were touring on take this to your grave it was them and matchbook romance they were playing in san diego 
And this girl, her name was Vicky Dominguez. She lived at the uh, the top of my block. I, I lived in like the middle portion of it. And she knew that I liked Fall Out Boy and knew that I was into that kind of music. So she asked me if I wanted to go because she was just getting taken to San Diego by her mom because we were like in high school, not old enough to drive yet. And I yeah. asked my mom. She was against it. She was like, I don't want you going to San Diego, going out of town with some strangers, especially with a girl. Like, it's dangerous. Like, what if you don't come back? And she's making all these, all these excuses and it just bummed me out. And I've never been able to, uh, obviously, like, yeah, I missed the show. So I just kind of missed seeing that era of Fall Out Boy Live, which um, is a bummer. But I, I was just curious, uh, you know, where your love for that band comes from. Yeah, no, absolutely. Dude, That that's a bummer, dude. That... I, I definitely also I'd never be able to forgive my mom for that. That that especially since Take This to Your Grave is my favorite album from them. It's one of my favorite. It's like a, it's a top three album of all time for me. Like I love that album more than I love myself. Um, uh, yeah, no, I um I started listening to them when I was very young. Um, I want to say maybe like eight or nine. Um, I want to, I'm, I'm 23 now. So I, I believe I, I started listening to them about uh, 2005 or 2006, um, shortly after Cork Tree came out. And, um, I actually think one of the first times I had heard them, I was really big on guitar hero and rock band and dead on arrival was on rock band one. And I remember hearing that song. I'm like, yo, like, this is one of my new favorite songs. Like, this is so good. And, um, you know, I found, obviously I found sugar. We're going down dance dance, um, grand theft auto. I found all the hits when I was young and I just, I fell in love and then, you know, infinity on high came out. Fall you do came out. I loved those albums and I've been a very long time fan. I, and, uh, it's taken me, I, I, I've always, I've always loved that band, but it wasn't until like, I don't know. I want to say like maybe 2012 or 2013 that I really, 2012 for sure. 2012 is when I really started appreciating them and I really started digging very deep and I, I, I listened to the albums in full all the time. I got into their B-sides and I got into their side projects and, you know, right around the time when I was like really, really like actually taking them seriously, they announced that they're getting back together um, and I was uh, lucky enough to get to see them on that first reunion tour um, as well as the next three times that they played the Bay Area after that. Um, I think the first show that they played in the Bay Area since they've reunited that I didn't go to was their tour with Wiz Khalifa because I saw that got, get announced and I was like, that's kind of whack. I don't, I don't really want to go to that. And then I haven't gone and seen them since. So it's been about six years since I've seen them now. Um, and also, I mean, not to mention they have three new albums out. I liked Save Rock and Roll when it came out. Obviously, you know, it's not what their old stuff sounds like. It's very just like commercial radio pop rock. Um, but it's got some tracks. I can't, I can't deny it. It's got some really catchy songs in there. Um, the next two, I can't really say the same for. Um, and that's another thing is, you know, when they play now, they play are they're mostly playing their new stuff, which is not really worth it to me, but to get to see them like come like I, I, in May of 2013, like right after they got back where they only played like a few new songs and it was like mostly an old song set list. Like I, I truly, I, one of the most memorable moments of my entire life is, you know, being at that show and they had like the curtains up and all of a sudden the lights dim and all of a sudden you hear the intro to Thriller and then the crap, the fucking, the, uh, the curtains drop and they start the, it was like, holy shit, this is the coolest thing of my entire life. And I, I'm, yeah, I'm a huge Fall Out Boy fan. I 
love everything. Well, not everything. Mostly everything they've ever done. I, and I, you know, I I, I loved it. I, I did some uh, Fall Boy bootleg t-shirts and some zines at one point. And um, I'm happy I did those because I, I just, I literally spent hours upon hours just like, like searching through like just very old like blog spots and whatnot and i just tried to find all the old like photos and like little in- info about fall boy i possibly could like i just went down like a hole for like a couple weeks of just like any little bit of fall boy information i can find like i read like all of pete wentz's old blog spot posts um yeah no it's i love that band i'm a huge fan of that band if if weezer isn't my favorite band then fall boy is my favorite band <laughs> I definitely appreciate the passion. I love the the first few records. I, I was obsessed with the their DVD. I, I watched that like countless yeah. times. Um, but I always did find it strange that they kind so of, sick. I, I yeah that they went like I feel like you know they were kind of just like in this like you know pop punk world and they were yeah killing it and then uh, they just were like all right cool like now it's time to go mainstream and I it just lost me because I was just like there's no way that I'm into this music and. I just feel like it was just so far from, uh, you know, where it started. And I was just like, oh, I was like, I, I get it. They're probably, you know, hopefully um, enjoying themselves and making uh, good money and uh, having a nice career out of it. But it's just like, yeah, like I just yeah. got to kind of, uh, you know, just bow out and just enjoy the the first couple of records whenever I can. And I, I, I saw them at uh, uh, Bamboozle once. I, I saw them more recently. They were on tour with Black Bear. They, were, uh, they played the, um, why, why can't I think of, oh, they played the Forum. Um, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, I was there on like a like a work trip kind of deal. We're like delivering merch to to Black Bear, so we all just kind of got in for free and just kind of w- wandered around. I just bought like really expensive cheese pizza because I was really hungry. <laughs> um, it was an interesting night, but yeah, I, I will um, always love "Take This to Your Grave." That I think that album, you know, that's like one album uh, that I listen to. It's just like definitely no skips. Like seriously, from like you know the first track to the last track, it's like all amazing songs. And I'm always like trying to figure out which like track is my favorite i'm always like bouncing between the pros and cons of breathing or chicago's uh so two years ago because mm-hmm. um, it's just yeah it's just I, I don't know why those songs get me but I, i'm just curious so if you had to pick what would be your number one track off that record every single time and i, I it's i've thought about it a long time because like sometimes i'll re-listen to it i'm like oh shit like maybe i like this song more but no I, I, the patron saint of bias and fakes the last track i i don't know what it is that song just fucking does it for me especially in the at near the end of the song where you know he's singing the chorus and when it all goes to hell you have the backdrop vocals the take this to your grave i was like I, every time i hear that like even now i've heard that song like 500 times even now i'm like dude like it doesn't get better than this like this is the peak of music like this this song is whole it, it's like and one thing, I'm, I, like I said, I, I read up a lot about, like, I just tried to find as much information about the band as I possibly could. That album, except for, like, maybe, like, two whole songs, um, is the only Fall Boy album where Patrick Stump is actually writing lyrics. And um, so that song, uh, Patron Saint, is, um, I believe, the first uh, verse is Patrick's verse, and the second verse was written by Pete. Uh, the chorus, I'm not 100% sure. I can't remember at the top of my head. But um, that was also like, that's a, just another reason why I love that song because it's like, it's truly like, obviously, Patrick writes most of the music and Pete writes most of the lyrics for the rest of Fall Boys catalog. But like, that was like a truly like, I don't know, it just felt like you can really hear both of their worlds come together on that one song. And it's just like, and 
not only that, but like that also that song might have my favorite vocal performance from any from Patrick Stone from any Fall Out Boy song. Because I mean, obviously, like he gets very soulful in like their later discography. Um, and just he like really fucking belts it, but like, you know, obviously he obviously he's an incredible singer on that album, but like you really he, he just fucking goes for it on the page and say, and like you can hear it and you can like he had some notes that like he doesn't hit anywhere else in the album. Yeah, that one and close seconds definitely Chicago. So two years ago, um, that is definitely that's that's a close second for me. That I, I it, and then after that is probably tell that Mick. That's that, that's probably top three for me. Okay. I, yeah, just patient say is number one. I, I, I there's nothing that can change that. That's that's it for me. <laughs> and I searched for the the shirts that you did and the zine that you put up, and I I noticed you, you like kind of took them offline, got rid of the, the tweets. Is, is that series done? Is there a chance you would ever do another Fall Out Boy scene or any more merch? Yeah, probably, probably not. Um, I, uh, yeah, I, I put up, I, I was thinking of doing new shirts and I, 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 I put them up for a little bit. And, um, I mean, if I could just be honest, they, they didn't, they didn't really, I didn't really get any sales on that one. And I kind of, uh, I kind of knew that going into it, uh, because that, like obviously the two shirts I did beforehand were like a little more like on the nose where, Oh yeah. Like this is dope. Like, you know, the first one's literally just a fucking handgun on the front. And the second one is we hate you and hope you die. Love fall boy. Like those are pretty like, just like, of course, like, yeah, the, the new one I did was like, it was a double side print shirt. And like, I love the shirt, but like I knew a lot of people might not. And obviously they didn't. So I was like, ah, you know, it was good while it lasted, you know. It it was it was it was fun. I, I I'm I'm glad I I did them, but I probably won't do anymore. Okay, well, damn, that's that's a bummer. But I you know think it's cool that you had that passion, uh, you know, to step up and do the research when you were just kind of just doing it straight for the love. I I, I think it's cool, and I I like when people, uh, you know, like nerd out and get into uh, really went into like whatever they're like you know doing. And so I I think it's really mm-hmm. cool that that you did that. Um, you know, I'm sure there's gonna be some Fallout Boy fans out there who probably had no idea and uh, are, are gonna miss out on that. But uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I actually, um, well, I mean, like you know, a lot of bootlegging has, has always been popular, but I, I've been seeing a, a very big influx of it like recently, and like, yeah, you know, this weird. is no diss to anyone who's bootlegging. Like, uh-huh. I, I love that people are doing it. I think it's awesome. Um, uh, but like, no, I, I definitely like. I don't know. I didn't make those shirts to make money or anything. I straight up was like, yo, like I want, I want this shirt for myself. And like, I love this band and I just kind of want to share my love with the, of this band with other people. Um, so that, that was purely it. And that's why I did the zines too. Cause I mean, I've seen, I've seen people do zines with bootlegs every once in a while, but like, I just, you know, it was just, it was, some, it was just a little something to add on, you know, it was just like, you know, if the shirt's not enough, like I also like, I mean, really the content of the zines was purely just like really old pictures. I, again, I scoured the internet for hours to find and lyrics just from some of my favorite songs from them. Um, just because I love Pete Wentz's lyrical content because I think he's a fucking genius, but, um, yeah, no, it was, I I appreciate you recognizing that because it it was, yeah, it was purely for the passion. I just, I love fall boy and, um, I actually, I did end up meeting someone else. Um, his name is Alex. Uh, I think he's from Georgia. I'm friends with them on Facebook. We talk on Instagram every once in a while. And, um, I know that especially like people who are fans of like more modern bands like that, um, they're not super big on bootlegging. Um, I've had a few people send me some kind of hateful comments. I was like, 
you're stealing from the band. Like you don't care about them, blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that's not fucking it. Like I have a shirt, like this is a cool design. I think it's really cool that the band's never going to fucking make again. And it's like, I just want, you know, I want it and I want other people to be able to get it too. And this is dude who was, arguably the biggest like the world's biggest fall play super fan i've ever met in my life like he has like a correspondence with pete Wentz, and he goes to like every big event they've ever done and um and he found out that i was doing it was like dude this is like the sickest shit ever like please like like if you have any extras like send me them like i want them and yeah i i sent him a few extra shirts i sent him a few extra zines i had and it was just cool to get to talk to him um the we hate you and hope you die shirt that i did was actually um funny enough my old housemate jesse um he uh he owns that shirt for a while and he sold it to this dude to alex and he was like, dude, like I have that shirt. I'm like, I know my best friend fucking sold it to you. Um, it's just, it's funny. It, it's cool to get to meet people and like, you know, connect with people like that. And that's exactly what I, what I wanted to accomplish from that. And I'm just happy it worked. That's wild. It's such a small world too. When you think about it, like the person you used to live with sold it to this person, like, you know, far away. And then you eventually meet and it's just like, wow, that's so crazy. Cause that shirt could have gone to anybody or, you know, it could have exactly. just ended up in a closet or something. Yeah, no, and, and it just happened to, you know, it wound up in his hands and we ended up meeting. I'm like, yeah, I know who you are, dude. It's just, that's crazy. Yeah, it's a really cool feeling. It's awesome. Yeah. That, yeah, I was just thinking about that. That's so sick. And uh, there are a lot of people bootlegging these days. I'm, I'm always like tripping out because I'm on Twitter and obviously um, it, it's cool to see people uh, out there doing stuff. And I'm sure there's like a, a ton of reasons why people are bootlegging. Obviously, uh, mm -hmm. I, there's i've bootlegged shirts before i um, went and saw stop and think there was no shirts and i didn't want to pay resale value on like original stop and think merch so i was like you know what fuck it like uh it'll probably cost me about that just to make like a small batch so uh went and saw them uh for edge day uh came back and all my friends that were there i just made like i, I think i made like like maybe 15 and I just hit up all, all my friends th that went I'm like, yo, like what's your address I made these boots. Like, I just want to send them to you like nothing in return. I just want to do it because we were there. We like that band and it's just uh, not having an original, whatever it's sad, uh, but nobody wants to pay a hundred dollars for a used old weird t-shirt. So it's like, here, I'm just going to make brand new ones. You guys can have them for free. Do whatever you want. Um, enjoy it. So I, I, I get dude. I, I get that's it. That's badass. So that's exactly what it should be about. Like you, you did that purely because like that was just the passion. It's like, dude, and stop and think is a fucking amazing band. I also love stop and think. Like, and I'm sure like if somehow like one of the members of Stop and Think were to find out that that happens, they'd be like, that's fucking cool. Like, dude, that's sick. Like, dude, I mean, when I was young, like, and I would like go to like big concerts, like I wasn't into like going to local shows yet. I would, I was one of the kids, like, I would make my own custom, like, shirt of that band, like, I would, like, go to fucking Michael's, and I would get, like, a, a, a Gildan t-shirt for five bucks, and I'd get stencils with, like, fabric paint, and I'd literally, like, paint, like, I'd, like, make, I'd, like, you know, put their, like, name on the shirt, and I'd go see them in the shirt, and, like, there's, like, honestly, like, they get more stoked on that than if you, like, show up wearing just their regular merch, it's like, dang, like, you really care about this, like, I don't know. That's just, that's like, that's purely just like a sign of like you love and this and you're passionate about it. And I, yeah, I support that dude. That's, that's the best shit. That's so cool. That's sick. Yeah. And I, I, I never really like talk about it on air, but if you go to my merch store, jamierk.com slash shop, I have like a, a, a 
a shirt that I did because I'm a fan of Judge. There's like a Judge shirt. Mm-hmm. There's a shirt for that uh, singer Halsey. I uh, you know took one of uh, like I, I took this design that um uh, what the hell's his name? He did a bunch of stuff for Face Down. Uh, why can't I think of his name right now? Uh, super awesome artist. Is he gonna kill me? Yeah. I well I like took um this art that he did for balance and composure and i just like reworked it and i added in uh like one of halsey's like tattoos that she got and just because i'm a huge fan and i remember i wore it to one of her shows and uh, obviously like the fans that i was around were like super hardcore and they're like looking at it they're asking me where i got it and i told them like oh like i, I just made it because like i'm a huge fan of halsey and i just kind of had these resources and i was able to make it happen and people were stoked on it and, and uh, you know kids were asking where they could get it and i just directed them to the website so i i, I get it but but it's definitely interesting and, but there's some designs with that, that's that i see sick. that's that's go ahead no i was just saying that's i mean i just like what we're talking about like that's fucking awesome like that's you know it's purely for the love of it like you're not you're not trying to make money off of this it's like yo like i just love this and i i can do it so fuck it why not you know yeah and it's like yeah it's like i'm definitely not paying the bills with the <laughs> the, the merch and the, the the whole thing with the merch it, it it's for, like it was a way for me to kind of um help uh grow the podcast because uh, people mm-hmm. are always uh, you know because I, I'm not going to start a Patreon. I'm not going to ask people to pay me money monthly. So I, I always say, if, if you care enough and you want to support the podcast, go buy a merch. That money gets you know pushed back into me getting better equipment. Uh, so uh, you know that's that's the way. If, if you want to, cool. If not, uh, cool too. I, I'm just glad you uh, know about it. People are listening. That's all I really care about. I'm not doing this to to make money. I have a corporate job, uh, so it's fine. Like I'm okay. Yeah, no, definitely. This is purely just something that you love to do and you're passionate about. And I'm happy to be involved. I'm happy to have you're having me on this. It's, it's again, it's a really cool thing and I'm happy it's finally happening. <laughs> yeah. And I'm stoked on uh, just, uh, you know, obviously uh, all the bands from up north, uh, you and all the bands that uh, your friends are involved with. I just feel like you guys are just like, I feel like right now, just like this time period, just, just the bands that are coming out or, you know, from up there, I feel like this is just a really special time and like in the future people are going to look back and be like damn that was like a pretty crazy period when you look at like you know all the bands that are active up there right now just across the board i feel like everybody's up there killing it yeah no that, i mean that's something that honestly i think about a lot and that's not to sound conceited or anything but like i'm definitely living in a moment in the bay area where like we're like it's a spike like it's it's a it's a new wave of bay area hardcore and like you know there's always been shit going on here like it, the members of you know of hands of god and of gulch um and uh, they've they've been in bands for years and i've seen their old bands and like you know they've been at it and it's just like it's it's just taken a while for people to recognize what's going on here and i'm glad that it's finally happening because all those people are so insanely hardworking and so insanely talented and to get the recognition recognition that they deserve is like like it's just cool as a friend and as a fan for me to see personally because it's like i it's what they've deserved this whole time um you know same goes with drain i've been seeing drain since um you know they're playing shows at perks i I, i've seen them at perks like two or three times and like dude it's like it's like watching them for the first time like when they had like right before they put out their ep overthinking it was like yo like this band is going somewhere like this band is going to be the next big thing. And then they put out overthinking and then they did time enough at last. And then they did the promo and now they've got the LP 
And like, dude, like if quarantine wasn't happening right now, they'd be fucking taking over the world. And they even, they, they still are from the comfort of their own fucking couch. Like drain is the next big thing. And it's the coolest thing ever to like, you know, get to be their friend and like get to watch my friends do this. And like, it's, I'm just so insanely proud of them and everyone in the Bay. And it's, it's a cool feeling. Like it's definitely like something that we're going to look back on in like a few decades and be like, damn, like, that was a game changer. Like that was a pivotal moment in the world of hardcore. Like that, like there it's, it's weird to think that like that, that of a chance in like, you know, 10 or 20 years that like, Oh, like, yeah, this, this new band here uh, that's opening their hands of God worship band. And it's like, dude, what? Like I used to see hands of God. Of fuck. Yeah. It's crazy. It's a really cool. It, it's a, it's weird to like recognize the living through it, but it's at the same time, it's, it's the coolest fucking feeling. And I just, I can't wait to see, you know, where it takes us next. I remember back in the day, I, I used to do these email interviews. I, I used to hit up people and send them questions like super old school. And mm-hmm. I uh, sent a list of questions to Angel from Dare. And uh, one, one of the questions was like, you know, what band should I be listening to that I'm probably not? And he sent me this like lengthy list of bands. And one of the bands that he sent to me uh, sent uh, to me on that list was Drain. And I remember listening to them and I'm like, huh, for some reason, I'm this band like sticks out to me. And, you know, fast forward a couple of years later, they're like seriously like one of the biggest bands and doing really awesome stuff in hardcore. So it's definitely cool to see. But I'm curious. Yeah, no, that's that's awesome. Yeah. So they played Sound and Fury. You got one of those, uh, you know, friends, family T-shirts. Do you still own mm-hmm. that to this day? Dude, I yeah, um, I have I have a few rarer drain pieces. Um I'm I'm missing still a lot of it because uh you know earlier when like when I would see them I was broke as fuck and I never had any money to buy anything but like ever on the off chance that I did I did buy something um yeah I definitely still have that shirt I am absolutely never letting it go um they also if that isn't the rarest piece of drain merch um I'd say there so the I, I as I mentioned before when I, I, I used to see them at this place Perks um. Cafe Pergolesi was a venue slash coffee shop in Santa Cruz that had been operating as such since I want to say the eighties, I think. And, um, and unfortunately, you know, due to gentrification and raising prices of rent and whatnot, um, the owner just had to sell and he just couldn't afford it anymore. He couldn't afford the property tax. And so unfortunately Pergs is no more. We had a final last hurrah. We had a, a last show that drain headline dare played it uh resonate played their first show there um my friends in discourage played Joshua played it drug control um it was it was an awesome show and they had a they had a, a shirt that was very limited to 20 and um i uh, to be fair like to be honest like the fact that i got it is like kind of crazy because like even then like you know they weren't like a big band that people were like trying to get merch for or anything, but it was, um, it's, I could, it, it's literally just a black shirt with a single front white print and it just says drain. And it has this little cartoon of this guy in a coffee mug. It says our rest in peace perks, 19 something to 2017. And, um, I, I don't think people even are aware that that shirt exists, but, uh, yeah, I I've got some, I've got some rare drain pieces. That I don't think I'll ever let go. Um, I think I've got close to 30 drain shirts now. And, uh, whenever Sammy comes over to my house, he, he like, he looks at it. He's like, dude, like, 
what can I do to like add to this collection? I'm like, just give me your fucking shit. Like, what are, it, it, it's so funny. Like, he's so stoked that I have this like collection of drain shirts. They like literally every time he's like, yo, like, I gotta find something else and give it to you. I'm like, okay, give it to me then. Uh, I have, uh, I also have like their second shirt they ever did. I traded it to, uh, from Sammy for a shirt from my old band that like doesn't even like it, it they ne- it never did anything and the fact that i like i traded this shitty shirt for like an original drain shirt is it, it's funny to think about that now but um yeah no it's i i love drain is a top five band for me like even if they weren't my friends like they're still like i think like one of the greatest hardcore bands to ever exist like i fucking love drain and i've loved drain since the moment i saw them their set at Santa Fury is always going to stick out for me. Just seeing the reaction uh, from the crowd and how wild it was. I was just like, damn, that's like a, a, a testament to how amazing that band is. So uh, that, yeah. that's something that like, I'll always like cherish being able just to be there and experience it live. It was so fun. Yeah. No, I mean, I didn't, I didn't even play the set and that was one of the greatest sets that I've ever been involved with. Like that was like, some of the most fun I've ever had in my life. Like that was it, to be a part of that was like, I don't know. I still reminisce on it. It's still really fucking cool. That, that set is legendary. It will go down in history for sure. All right. Well, Cole, this has been super awesome. I appreciate you uh, finally coming on the podcast. I appreciate the hard work and the awesome stuff you're doing for your scene up there. So seriously, I, I definitely appreciate you taking the time out of your day and you know sitting in your car and uh, talking to me. Dude, thank you for having me. I'm so, I'm again, like I said, I'm so happy that we finally got to do this. And, uh, you know, I, I appreciate you having me on and, you know, maybe if you ever want to do a second episode let me know maybe sometime down the line when i got more stuff to talk about let me know like this is this is the coolest thing ever i'm thank you thank you again okay and before we go is there anything you want to shout out or plug um yeah be on the lookout for the shadow man ep new santa cruz hardcore coming out really soon um I've got a few more projects in the works that I'm personally working on just, you know, kind of quarantine bands that uh, will probably be coming out in the next few months. Um, another shout out to Toshio, another shout out to Kane, um, shout out to Jamie and uh, shout out to the 408 You know, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't be here without it. Shout out to 408 hardcore. All right. Well, there you guys have it. Thank you again for tuning in. This has been another episode of the J. Mary K podcast, always on top.